Welcome to The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Wealth Standard Radio. I'm sure by now you've been made aware that we're making a transition off of our, our old infinite banking radio onto this to this new one, but be watching out for that because eventually our old feed will go away and this will be this will be the new one. But uh, thanks for joining us live here today. Uh, this is Brad Gibb, your host today, uh, with another agent from our office, Justin Atkinson. How you doing, Hi, Justin? everyone. How you doing? Good. Well, I'm excited about what we've got on topic for today, but before we get into that, a couple housekeeping um, items and announcements. Be looking out for the next installment. We're not, we haven't announced the date yet, but we were, are going to have the fifth installment of the Wealth Standard video series coming out later this month. With the holidays, we're still kind of trying to figure out exactly when we're going to do that. Um, but we should be announcing that within probably the next week or so. Um, other events that have been going on, uh, we had the privilege to be invited to speak at an investment conference put on by the Palm Beach Newsletter, uh, which is a, a group that's actually written quite a bit about um, a lot of what we do. And being out there with them was was a really fun uh, experience, really great event, a lot of great speakers there. Um, so we recently did that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else worth announcing. If if you haven't already, visit our website, paradigmlife.net. Um, and if you hear anything that interests you or you want to speak to any of us or get more information, um, you can always reach out to us at info at paradigmlife.net and request information or a consultation or anything, anything you want there. But um, Today our topic is going to center around, it's going to be a change of pace. And for most of you, you're used to, I mean, what we do, we're focused on all things financial. And we're going to today deviate a little bit from that and talk about wealth more broadly. Because wealth is not just monetary. That's the first thing that comes to mind, and it, it's, it's certainly one of the areas that we focus on. But I think everybody would agree that there's a lot more to life than just the amount of money that you have and what you're spending and what you're earning. Right, Justin? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's all aspects of wealth, and that's the one thing that uh, a lot of times we get really one focused or you know single single vision with things, and so it's nice to keep the nice broad broad look at everything. Yeah, but with what we do, does it play into the other areas of our of our financial lives? I mean, it's more of a rhetorical question, but how how for you does that does it do that? I mean, does it do that for you? Yeah, you know, and when you say you know what we do here at Paradigm Life with the uh, wealth standard and and with the policies, the way that we set it up, I mean, you, you, when we're putting it all together, it's all about the numbers, you know, okay, make mm-hmm. sure the numbers work and you have the funds to fund it and all of those types of things. But but once it's in place, it's it, it's more about control. And this was a conversation I was having with a client just the other day is, you know, the, the fact that you have the money and you can do whatever you want with it and access it whenever you need it, it, it puts you in the driver's seat. And and it, it's hard to, to quantify that control. And, uh, and so, so that's the one thing that I just love about the policies and the wealth standard is that it just it just puts you in the driver's seat. It is, and as you have that control and as you have that certainty, um, I mean, we all know that money isn't everything, and money doesn't buy happiness, but it it sure helps, right? And so, as we talk about solidifying and building that certainty around it, it, it will bleed over into other areas, and there are going to be impacts from following having a plan, having an understanding of knowing where you're going, and having those things taken care of, so that we can focus on the other areas of our lives. But as we think about those other areas, um, there was an example given to me actually by another a colleague here, so I don't know where the source came from. I didn't come up with this. But I, I wanted to share it um, on the radio today. 
if you picture a box broken into five segments, and we could fill each of those segments with a different area of our life, uh, you know, our financial well-being, our financial wealth, our physical wealth, our spiritual wealth, our mental and emotional wealth, as well as our social wealth. So if you think about those as the areas that we could be focusing on our lives, the areas that, that give meaning to our lives, it's we focus mostly in that quadrant of financial, and that's where most people's worries and stress, I mean, you hear the statistics about marriage has gone bad and all of that. It, uh, so much of it focuses and centers around the financial piece. And there's lots of self-help books out there, lots of, of teachers that talk about, well, let's have balance. Let's add to these other areas or focus on how we can get more out of them. And, and all of that's good. But this example that, that walked me through gave a different contrast to how, just how valuable those other areas really are. And instead of saying, let's try to balance them all or bring the other ones up or compare them, what my colleague walked me through, he said, if I could write you a check and just take care of the financial one forever, whatever, however much money that is, a million dollars, two million dollars, five, ten, twenty, whatever it was, if I could just write you a check and that was done, would you give me one of the other areas? So would you exchange with me, and you can pick any of them, would you do that for the financial side? Justin, what, yeah. what I mean? Well, you know, I just, I mean, I, I look at that and I say, well, how in the world can can I put a value to the other sides? I mean, with the, the spiritual side or, or the mental or, I mean, any of that, the social. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're talking about social, I mean, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm looking back at a lot of things that I've done, you know, throughout my lifetime and with my, my children. You know, I've got three kids and, you know, one of them's already out of college, on her way, doing her own life, and one's in college right now, and another one's, you know, still in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I were having a conversation about this the other day. It's, you know, we look back at all the things that we did with our children when they were young, and uh, and yeah, I put a little bit of, of my financial gain to the side uh, in order to have the time to spend with them, and, uh, and both my wife and I look at each other and say, you know what, there's no way I'd ever do it different. Never trade that for and, anything. Yeah, right? and it's like it's like how can somebody just give me a, a check and say, okay, I'm going to take this part away. Yeah, there's no way to value that. And I that. liked that contrast of thinking it that way to where I'd have to give up one for the other. It really put into perspective how valuable those other areas are. Rather than saying, well, I'm going to try to balance and just do more in the other areas or whatever. It to have that that feeling of of losing one of those really brought into perspective and, and made me reflect and think about, about how, value that, how valuable those are. And as we were talking about this, of course, I gave the answer everybody would give. Well, no, I'm, I'm not going to give up any of those other areas for the financial side. And he says, well, okay, you say that. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out a little bit on this, though. Hmm. How many of us are doing that every day? How many of us are so focused on the financial side that we are either openly or unknowingly giving up or damaging and, and potentially putting at risk the entire, you know, another segment. And so that's what we're doing all the time. He says, mo- a lot of people are so focused on financial that they're going to give up one of those ones anyway. So what if I just gave you the check and then, and then at least you locked in the financial one. But what, mo- what happens to most people is in the pursuit of just the financial one all alone, they give up one of the other ones and end up losing the financial one in the process. I think as we were yep. kind of preparing for this, you, you kind of mentioned, obviously, lots of relationships happen that way. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it happens all the time. It's uh, it's something that I've, I've I've been about too for for quite some time. I've been part of a, a training company as well, and I've been a, a personal coach. Yeah, and that's and that's trainer. that's exactly what I wanted to get into right now, and 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 what spurred having us talk about this today was not only are you an advisor here at Paradigm Life and you're building and helping people with the financial side, you're involved with a coaching organization that you spend, I think it's a weekend a month or a little more than that, several yeah, days a yeah, month. About, about four days every month is what is what I'm doing in that training. Uh-huh. So wh- why don't you kind of talk about what that is and and uh, uh, let's get some of the details of what it is and, and, and what areas you focus in, but but really let's talk about why that's so important and and why you feel like dedicating a week of your you know basically a week a month mm-hmm. to doing that as opposed to just you know coming here and doing what you're doing here why that balance for you helping others in all of those areas is so important yeah yeah i think the word that you just said there brad was right on it it's the balance because uh, there's a lot of times that we do get out of, out of balance you know we're so focused on one thing and just drive 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 and push ourselves and push ourselves and then all of a sudden we realize oh my gosh i'm getting burnt out or you know, I'm, I'm getting so bored with what I'm doing because mm-hmm. there's there's not that there's not that balance there's not that diversification mm-hmm. uh, in our lives and so um, really the bottom line with this uh, with this training that I do is that we're, we're we're assisting individuals to take a look at their lives and see all the different life experiences that they've gone through and because of life experiences people determine or create a set of beliefs that they operate their life from. And, uh, and I mean, just a simple example is, you know, you, maybe a, a, maybe in third grade, you know, just a young child and, and you're, you're sitting down there doing your math problems and all of a sudden, you uh, you know, you, you mess up on the math or you, you don't do very well and you get a bad score. And then all of a sudden one of the other friends, you know, that you have in your class says, oh, you know, you're, you're just a dummy, you know, you, you can't add. <laughs> and so you hear that from someone in your life that to you is a significant individual in your life. I mean, this is like, this is like my best friend. And he's telling me that I'm, I'm stupid. And so all of a sudden what happens is individuals begin to embrace those beliefs. And they begin to say, well, that's true about me. When it might not be true at all, but that, 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 that becomes a foundational piece that they operate their entire lives from. And then it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more you believe it, the more you act in accordance with those beliefs. And you either don't try or you don't learn. Or, I mean, that, can, that can lead down that destructive mm-hmm. path of it becoming true just because that's the framework you've been given, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's exactly what happens is that they, the first step is that you establish that belief. And then you, then you back it up with your behaviors. And then as the behaviors come in and back it up and reinforce it even more, it becomes something that's so entrenched in some individuals that they don't even realize that that's what's actually dictating their life. Yeah. And uh, so the interesting thing about the, the trainings you know, that, I, that I facilitate and everything is that they just have an opportunity to take a look at those, those beliefs. And then now that they're on the other side of the experience, they can look at it and say, okay, you know, this really isn't true at all. And then they just start making a different choice or, or they create a different set of, 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 of ways to approach their life. And then they begin to back that up with different behaviors, which therefore changes the entire results of what they do. Uh, and it's the same thing like what, what, what we do here at Paradigm, uh, you know, with the wealth standard and everything. It's, it, it's not the usual thing that everybody does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so initially it's kind of like, well, wait a second, you know, what is this thing? I mean, you know, yeah. this isn't what I've been told. You know, yeah. why haven't I been told? I mean, all these questions come up. And, uh, and, and so it's, it's the same kind of process. And so 
literally what I find is what I do in the trainings and what I do at Paradigm actually actually link together perfectly. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. How many people do you see at your trainings that they're not coming for financial benefits necessarily to those things, but the habits people have or the frameworks that they're operating under or the baggage that they bring to those, how much of an impact is that having on their financial quadrant? Oh, it's, it's, it's humongous. I mean, uh, even when you were saying it earlier, we're talking about relationships. Um, you know, just, just recently, I remember, uh, you know, an individual that was, I mean, so this was a great guy. I mean, you look at him and you think, oh, he's got everything put together, you know, dressed well, you know, haircut. I mean, everything, yeah, you know, looked awesome. But, uh, but emotionally and, and spiritually, mentally, he, he was, he was just destroyed. And, uh, and what literally was going on is that, that he was, he was going so much for the job and the position and, and, and moving up in his company and going after the dollar, the finances, that it, his personal life fell apart mm-hmm. and, uh, and literally just, you know, divorced, um, separated from his, from his family, from his kids, and in severe pain. And, uh, and I mean, that's, that's real life. I mean, that's yep. exactly what happened. And, and it was because he was chasing the dollar. Mm-hmm. And so now he's in a situation where because he was chasing the dollar – now he's got the divorce and the expense that goes with that and all yep. the other things that come in. So now it's starting to erode his finances as well. Mm-hmm. So everything begins to implode on itself when you don't have everything working together. Yeah. So all of that weaves together, which is why we're even bringing it up on the, on, on the program today is we want people to understand and know that, that, that there is no distinct separation. I mean, if you draw it in boxes, you can see lines, but those lines are blurred. Everything really blends together that makes up – your entire wealth mm-hmm. and and having a plan, having a system, having some certainty around that ends up bringing a lot of value to to all of the areas, so having more financial security understanding is going to help in the other areas, having strength in those other areas is going to have an impact financially. Um, I, I was actually reading a very interesting um, you, you know, you know doing a little bit of study about this as well, but that idea that those who are happier, you know, make more money. And it seems like it seems very counterintuitive that, oh, I'm not going to work as much. I'm not going to focus as much on that yet. I'm going to get better results. Um, it, it's, it's tough for people to, I mean, everybody feels like they're in that rat race or trying to get ahead and, and, and it's tough to do that. So I, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, take this hour out and, and talk through some of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the one thing though, too, Brad, that I was just thinking about is, uh, one of the statements that we say in the, in the, in the training a lot is the definition of insanity. And, of course, I always ask that, to, you know, to the groups. Well, what is it? And, of course, everybody kind of chimes in. Oh, it's doing what you've always done and expecting but a expecting result. a different result. But then I always follow up with another question that said, so, yeah, that's what it is. So how many of you do that in your life? How many of you are currently insane? Right? Yeah, yeah. And so they all raised their hands. I said, oh, so you're telling me you're insane then, right? And they all kind of laughed. They're like, well, yeah, I guess I'm insane. Yeah, it doesn't take padded walls, you know, and a, and a heavy, heavy dose of prescriptions to call yourself insane. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's where it comes down to, you know, looking at all of the things that drive our lives, those, those, those core beliefs. And, uh, and the thing is, is that I see a lot of individuals uh, even that go through, you know, the trainings and they start to shift what it is that they're feeling inside and, and how they view themselves inside. And when they start to do that, everything out, outside of them begins to, begins to shift as well. Yep. And I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of people in their businesses and in their, uh, you know, 
uh, jobs, everything, either get promotions or end up going out and starting a new business or getting things going, and all of a sudden their finances begin to flourish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, again, that's where all these pieces work together in that, in that box that you were talking about earlier. Yep. Good. Well, let's, uh, let's, let, let's move to how does, how does what we teach with the wealth standard impact the other areas? Um, and I've heard there's, we've referenced and, and Patrick's talked about him before a gentleman named Les McGuire, who, who really inspired Patrick a long time ago. I've, I never got to meet him or know him personally, but have have been moved by a lot of his stuff. And he's we'll try to link to it in the show notes. Um, he wrote a piece called the the economic value of certainty, um, and how that helps us to be more productive and have better you know, all these other areas fulfilled. If we can have um, th- there is an economic financial value to having that certainty. And an example that we've talked about in in that context is. So I'll pose this to you, Justin. If you knew you were going to get a million dollars at the end of the year, so just two months from now, if you knew 100% certain you were going to get a million dollars, could you make decisions differently today knowing that that's coming in? Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. What if it wasn't quite so close? What if it was five years from now? Could you still make some decisions differently during that five-year period before the money was going to come in? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Of course you could, right? Sure. So we can continue to extend that out, whether it's – 20 or 30 or 40 or at the end of our lives, if we know, if we have certainty built around some of those areas, that allows us to make different decisions today that that we couldn't make otherwise. Um, One very real example for me, the certainty that our plan offers us uh, is, is, is the area of investing for me. So I've got, I, I invest quite a bit in real estate and I've got over a million dollars of real estate liabilities in my name. And that, for most people, they couldn't imagine, you know, taking on that that risk or, or responsibility. Um, and I know that my wife never would, would want to have the responsibility for that. But for me, the education I have, the knowledge and training I have, and really in the experience, I'm very comfortable managing that and, you know, continue to make that profitable. But like I mentioned, my wife isn't. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't have a certainty that whether I was here or not – that that liability would be taken care of, I'd be a lot less willing to go and, and take those risks on and, and make those investments because I'd be worried that if I wasn't there tomorrow, my wife, it, my wife would actually be in probably a worse spot than had I not bought it at all. So I'd be working to either pay them off faster or acquire them a lot slower or only pay cash or, or follow a completely different path with my investments than I would be if I knew and already locked in the fact that the real estate portfolio I'm building, it's already guaranteed because I'm either going to do it or if I'm not, my financial plan will, will backfill that and take care of it. Mm-hmm. So I already know where I'm going to be in 30 years, in 40 years, in 50 years. It's very, it's very easy. So that with that certainty, I can operate very differently than if, I, if, if tomorrow was a big unknown. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you're, uh, you're kind of saying a big unknown. Um you know, just just on a, a personal note, I know I was sharing this earlier uh, with you too, Brad, this week. But uh, you know, here we are on Wednesday, and <clears throat> on on Monday of this week, uh, one of my really really close friends actually got into a car accident and, and died from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's forty six years old, 
you know, this is this is a guy that I've known for a number of years, spent a lot of time with. I mean, his boy plays baseball. My boy plays baseball. You know, we've mm-hmm. just had a lot of good times together. And uh, and when I heard, you know, that he had passed away, it's like, oh my, really? I mean, are, are you serious? And it was it was one of those one of those gut checks, yeah. one of those moments, like, okay, w- what's really happening here? Yeah, one of those scenes from like Saving Private Ryan when the bomb goes off and everything goes ringing in your ears. And yeah, you don't know which way's up, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it quite honestly, it's it's it it's really kind of stirred me here for for a little bit, and even even today, I'm still thinking about him a lot and. Yeah. Things that he that he told me, and I remember. I, this is kind of funny, but I even uh, just thought of this this morning coming into the office. But uh, oh, it was probably about five years ago. We were coming back from a baseball tournament, and uh, and and he was driving, and I was in the front seat with him, and and I didn't put on my seatbelt the whole trip home. And uh, and of course, <laughs> my wife's been on me, and of course now I don't do that anymore. Right. You know, I wear my seatbelt, so I'm all, I'm all good there. But. Uh, but I didn't have it all the way home, and and what I didn't know is that the whole way home, of course, he's seeing the little light on his dash that says that the seatbelt's not put on, and uh, and it drove him so crazy. But he but he he didn't actually have the, you know, the gall to say anything to yeah. me. He just he just kind of let it go, and he he festered on that the whole way home, and uh, and I I thought about that this morning, you know, I'm like, well, geez, you know, and and then he's he's the one that gets into an accident. Yeah. Of course, you know, the the it sounds like the girl pulled out in front of him and. And so it wasn't it wasn't his fault, but uh, but it's it's one of those things, you know, that life kind of comes at you sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and when you're talking about having that certainty to know, okay, I've got something there, so that if I'm not here, you know, if 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 I do pass away prematurely, I know I've got something there. I've got that death benefit. Mm-hmm. I've got that, and, and at least that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. You know, I've, yep. I've got that death benefit to know that that's there to cover the liabilities that you've that you're taking on right now. Right. So therefore, you know, it's, it's okay. You can, you can take that risk and you can yep. do it with certainty. You can do it with, with power and, uh, and, and not be afraid to do it. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. And, and I like the example of that seatbelt light flashing, right? We have those warnings that there's risk or danger or something there. And whether, whether we acknowledge it and say anything or not, it's festering. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, Back to what Patrick's talked about as he's introduced this, what we're putting together as wealth standard, we're trying to fit all the puzzle pieces together and have that foundation built so that those things aren't festering and and holding us back. And once we can check all those boxes off, we've got our reserves, we've got our you know, the insurance that we need, both maybe disability in life and we've got health and we've got you know, we've got the basis, we've got education, you know, we've got the basis more or less figured out, that's gonna allow us to put all that behind us. And then move on with what is really going to add the value, whether that's creating a business, whether that's creating the investments, whether that's finding the success that we need. It's also going to involve building and adding to the relationships that we have. It's going to have the, the confidence to, to, to go out and spend that time or, or, mm-hmm. or, or spend those and you know, make those investments in the other areas of our lives that, that's going to come about. So I know we're kind of jumping back and forth between financial and everything else, but that kind of speaks to the way we view this that everything everything comes together and everything is affected and and your friend we've talked a lot about your friend over the last couple days and and it it makes me reflect and say well what if that was me instead yeah and do i have the things put together have i have i made the investments where i need to make them so that i've left the the stewardships that i have and 
made the most of the relationship I've been able to and made the investments in all the other areas, not just left you know, a big nest egg behind. Exactly. Yeah. And just, just, I'm sure we'll probably talk a little bit more about that too. But, but one thing to bring in here as well is, is something that, that, that I talk about a lot in the trainings that we do. And, and I see it in life too, is that there, there are no accidents. And, you know, and I look at my friend and it's like, okay, well, people would call that an accident. And they're saying, well, it wasn't his fault. You know, I mean, he's just cruising along in his truck and this, you know, young girl pulls out in front of him and that's it. Yeah. I mean, but still, I mean, what, what are the, what are the odds that 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 would happen that, that that they would meet exactly at that precise moment yeah and it, and, and yeah, then, then he's from, no longer here they i mean left it's from two totally different places and so many things that like if they were delayed 30 seconds it would have to- been yeah, totally different totally different outcome and it's and 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 so there there's no way sometimes that we can actually explain uh, at least in the view that we have right now as, as to why something happens but but I've just seen that there are no accidents and that things come into our lives at a particular moment in a particular time that that's perfect. And and there's no accident that it's there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just like today. I mean, you know, you and I are talking about this. And even, even those of you that are listening out there, uh, there's no accidents that you're listening right now because there's something here that you're meant to get. And there's something that even Brad and I are to get from just sharing right now and talking with each other yep. and, and with all of you today. And uh, and that that's the one thing that I look at is that if 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 the wealth standard is in your space right now and it's something that you're looking at or considering, then then consider it. And, and quite honestly, if if it really rings for you, then don't hesitate. Engage, yep. engage, in, and trust that process. Trust what's there, and be willing to go with it. And uh, and it's it's the same thing like with with my friend. I mean, who knows? There may have been moments in his life earlier where where warning signs were going off. Saying, you know what, you might want to get some get extra life insurance, or yeah. you might want to get a couple things in line, or go see this person, or spend time here, or, or any of those. Exactly, things. you know, and it's and it's it's the same thing too. It's uh, you know, even even this last weekend, you know, his son just came back from college, and uh, and and he was like, hey, you know what, let's hang on a little bit. And he was saying that to his son, and his son's like, well, you know what, I'm going to go go spend some time with my friends. Yeah. And of course, his son is just, I mean, he's just Besides distraught, himself, I'm but. Sure. But it's uh, you know it's it's those it's those tugs that we have uh, you know they either tug our heart or they our minds or something pops up for us and and I guess if there's really anything that I can really really put out here it's just just trust those yeah. and and act on it and and it'll work out perfect every time at least yeah. that's what I've experienced and that's what I see yeah and we don't always get what we expect but we always get I guess what we deserve or yeah. or we we get what's coming to us and and the only thing we can do is be prepared to to handle it and on all those if we're too weighted on only one of those areas we're not going to be prepared or we haven't prepared other people to deal with what's going to happen to us that's yeah. what i think about him is is if i were in his position if i'd done enough to help prepare those around me to to be there it kind of sounds self-centered i guess but to be there to to be okay if i'm not around you know my yeah. kids and my spouse and my my close friends have i passed on what I want to have I taught them enough have I have I given them you know not just not just financially but mm-hmm. but everything um, and I want to go to that so remind me to come back to that I, I want to tie this into the idea of a lot of people look at their finances they want obviously you have to take care of yourself first but then they want to make sure they can 
create a legacy. They can leave something behind. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about what it really takes to do that, whether that's just a financial question or whether it's a little bit more. But before we go there, I do want to just wrap up a few. We've got a lot of time still, so I want to wrap up and just get a few more nuggets out of what you focus on in your trainings. Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of bring it back to that idea of what are we passing on? What are we building for? Why are we so focused on finances and what can we do with it? Um, but like I said, before we get there, what other are, are some of the big takeaways people have from your trainings? What are some of the big focal points that you find yourself really needing to hit on uh, and focus on? Okay. Um, you know, really what it comes down to is, is value and, and how someone values themselves. And, and one of the huge things that I find in the trainings is that people, people have gone so far to devaluing the, their own worth and their own, their own value. I mean, their own, their own, their own views. And they, they, they've been taught so many times that they're supposed to do everything for everybody else. And as long as they do it for everybody else, then they're in some way they're going to get a reward. Something's going to come back to them and magically everything's going to happen, going to work for their own life. Uh -huh. And, uh, and what happens a lot of times is people, people drain themselves so much doing everything else for everybody else that they have nothing left over for themselves. Mm. And then they start to get frustrated. They're like, well, wait a second. You know, this isn't the way it's supposed to work. You know, I'm supposed to get something back here yeah. and it's not coming back because everybody else is saying, well, geez, well, what about me? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so one of the huge things is that individuals begin to really value themselves and they learn to take care of themselves. Okay. And, and that, that is an aspect that literally radiates out to every single part of, of someone's life uh, at, at their work, um, whatever they do, whatever, whenever they go out and play, I mean, school, whatever it is, as long as they feel that, hey, you know, what? I'm a value, I'm worth, I, I have worth, I'm worthy. And that's a huge one for a lot of yeah. people is feeling worthy. And, and I think there's a difference there between having self-esteem, self-confidence, self-worth versus saying I'm more valuable than you or I'm better than yeah. you. So it, it's not – it shouldn't spill over to that competitive side versus I'm, I'm better than other people. It's just that, no, I am important. I have value. I should focus and spend time on myself. I deserve that. Mm -hmm. That does radiate out differently in a way that's, that brings others to you and, and adds value to, to everyone around you even if you're not directly doing something for them. Yeah. Whereas it can be – it can be um, – it can be cancerous if it's if it's the other way around. Well, yeah, because if if you're if you're not taking care of yourself, and this this is one of the big things that we say in two in the training is that, you know, how can you give something to someone else that you don't actually have yourself? Mm -hmm. And and if you don't if you don't value you, how can you really truly give value to anyone else? And uh, so there, there's all of those things that come into into play there. And as, as long as somebody really values themselves and, and they love themselves and they care for themselves, then they're literally full, and so they have a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, of course that I mean, that ties in perfectly with the well standard and what we do with that because it's you've got to have your your ducks in a row for you yeah. to be able to to take care of other ducks. You know, yeah. if we want to keep going with that one. But uh, so that that's that's a huge huge aspect of the, of the training. Cool. And and as soon as as soon as that value is there. And, and again, it, it's not something like you were saying. It's, they're not stepping on somebody else's toes because every single individual, every single soul has value. And, and we're all so unique. I mean, you look, you look around and there's nobody else walking around. There's not another Brad Gibb. 
You know, there's not another, another Justin Atkinson. Right. I mean, it's, we're, we're unique. And, and so each person has their own uniqueness to bring to any situation. And it's that uniqueness that adds, that really adds the value. If we were all the same, we'd all be replaceable. Exactly. Whereas if, if we're unique, we're not. And, and understanding that and finding that and looking for that, again, then bleeds into all of our other areas. If we have that confidence and, and we're looking for what makes us unique, what we're good at, how we can influence, that's, that's what's going to be manifest in our jobs, in our relationships, in, in all of mm-hmm. the, the aspects of our lives. Yeah, because that's the thing that happens through, through life experiences. You know, and they get, we get messages from people, and those messages, because they're coming from someone else that we you know, look up to or we, mm-hmm. we honor or, or we, we respect or we think, okay, that's somebody I should be listening to, yeah. because we're hearing that from them, we then think, okay, I've got to become or be like them. I've got to do it right. like they would do it. And then all of a sudden, an individual begins to lose their individuality. Yeah. And, and, and that's where the value begins to be. It, it drains right out of an individual. Yeah. But as soon as they realize, okay, wait, you know, I, I've got something to say here, and I've got my unique way of doing it, that, that's when the color comes in. That's, that's when the beauty comes in. Yeah. That's when the flavor comes into life. Cool. Yeah. Um, any other big focal points that come out of those meetings for people? You know, quite honestly, Brad, I mean, when, when that happens, everything changes. And then it's just it's, whatever the person kind of needs from it, that point. It's everything changes. Cool. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a domino effect from that point forward. Yeah. And uh, so really, cool. I mean, that's, that's – I mean, there, that's there's, there's a the lot of other of things it. that we do, sure. but, you know, no accidents, uh, you know, insanity. We, mm-hmm. you know, of course, kind of reviewing here a little bit, looking at one's own value. Mm-hmm. Um, just just cool. t- tackling those beliefs that come up that, that really get in people's way of just yeah. being who they are. Well, that's awesome. Okay, well, now's a great time to kind of link this back into that idea of what we're, what we're building toward a- as individuals with our with – our, we're going to switch back to kind of the financial capital side of it and saying, okay, if we're wanting to impact others' lives, whether it's family members, whether it's a charity, whether it's a university or whatever it might be, we want to leave that legacy behind. What's involved with that? Obviously, there, there's a financial component to that. But just like all of our individual lives, there's much more than just the financial component. There's relationships, there's emotional, there's spiritual, there's, there's mental, there's those other areas. And so as we're building for I mean, we talk to, to clients about this all the time. I want to leave something for my kids. I want to leave something for my grandkids. I want to endow this or that or the other. And it, it all centers around I want to be able to – it's all monetary. It's this many dollars, $200,000, a million dollars, $5 million, whatever it is. But there's very little discussion or thought going into the other pieces of wealth that are going to be transferred. Now, the answer to this is going to be, again, self-evident. But if you had to pick which is going to – which would – have a bigger impact over time in somebody's legacy, the financial capital that they pass behind or the human capital that they impact, which is going to have a bigger impact? Oh, well, it's give a man a fish and he's fed for a day. If you teach him how to fish, he's going to feed himself. So it's, it's it, the human value. You, you just can't, you can't quantify that. Yep. And that has to be there, there first. And, and people think that the financial side is the more difficult one. That's actually the easy one to leave behind. It's mm-hmm. easy to, relatively speaking, it's easy to leave money behind. What's harder is to leave an idea behind that, yep. then, that then lasts or a teaching or a lesson or character. Those are the, those are the hard ones 
to leave behind. You know, and the one thing, though, that when you're saying that, Brad, that this is, again, another thing we talk about in the training, too, but it's children learn by what they see, not by what they're told. Mm-hmm. And and so we, we find at times that, you know, what am I leaving behind? And quite honestly, it automatically is left behind just by what you're already doing because our kids watch us. Yep. And well, a perfect example of that. So I've got, I've got four little kids, and uh, my three-year-old now, he loves cars and he loves driving in the car. Like his favorite thing, if we just wanted to go out and drive around, he'll just he just loves being in in the car. Well, I say that for a period of time, and then he's, when he's done, he's done. But and he's now, and I didn't know where it came from. But we'd stop at a stoplight, and he'd go, 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 go. <laughs> or we'd get behind somebody slow and say, you know, in his little three-year-old voice, you know, why are we going so slow? I'm like, geez, buddy, what's, you know, what's – but then at the next stoplight, when I feel rushed, I realize I'm saying, come on, let's go. What's the holdup? Yep, yep. And, and he is just repeating exactly – what what I do as I as I drive the car, and so I mean that's it's just a mirror image of I mean they they pick up on that stuff they're they're looking and, and following on that. Yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, you know, we've done the same things. You know, I mean, we look around and we see somebody do something, and sometimes we start mirroring that and start yeah. p- picking up that behavior. And it's the same it's the same thing with finances. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, we we see what happens in in the in the herd. You know, in the crowd, everybody's moving in one way. So we're like, okay, well, I guess that's just where go. I'm supposed to go. And so we start moving in that direction and never really take a look as to, you know, why we really chose that in the first place. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that that's the one thing that's nice about uh, what the wealth standard is that it, it it is a system. It's a it's a way to be able to do things, and then the children watch that. You know, one thing too with my my youngest son, he's 16 right now, and just earlier this year we bought himself a car. And one of the things that that I did is that um, I just did a policy loan. You know, just did the wealth standard system and uh, mm-hmm. took out a policy loan and. And bought this car, and of course, I'm setting it up and paying it back over a period of time. And so he's seeing that happen, and uh, and I know that just by seeing that, it's going to start to pass on a different way of doing things than what he sees everybody else doing. Yep. Well, and and let, let's keep going down that road because as we talk about building this financial component of our wealth, a lot of us again they we just focus on I want to leave my kids money, or I, I want to help them through college, or or whatever it might be. Where with the wealth standard and having, like we mentioned at the very beginning, having control mm-hmm. over this capital, it gives us options to insert the character side of it, the, the value side of it, the understanding of where wealth comes from, how it's created, and get away from the entitlement side of it. And, and examples of that are, like, like you said, your son gets to watch you be diligent about taking a policy loan and paying yourself back. He's going to emulate those principles down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, another agent in our office, Ryan Lee, did a webinar a couple months ago on family banking because it's kind of a concept of what we call family banking. He said he's got – I think his son is eight or nine and uh, ha- wanted a new bike. And you know, like eight-year-olds do, they don't take care of everything and you know, they, they just kind of ditch his bike wherever it lays and that's the way it was. But he decided to take this as a chance to, to do more than just make him happy with the bike and have, have him be able to enjoy that, but teach him some principles along the way. So they decided to sit him down and say, this is how much a bike costs. 
and we have the money, it's in our policy, and we're going mm-hmm. to borrow against it, we're going to utilize that, but that money has to be put back. And so they talked about what value he can add to be able to do that, and they pay him you know, whatever his allowance is, you know, a very small amount, and said, if you, if you want that, we can put your allowance toward paying that back, and it would take you know, this long. But if you wanted to do extra jobs around the house, we would be able to you know, pay a little more, and that would be the value that you're returning to, you know, to pay back for the bike. And, and his son actually is a Lego maniac, builds all kinds of <laughs> crazy contraptions with it. He actually has a YouTube channel. I think you can find it. I mean, he puts all this stuff on there. So what he does – in that frame, it clicked, that idea of, okay, to get something, I have to create value to get what I want. I have to create value for, for somebody else and have that exchange happen. And so he built a Lego pinball machine, a functioning pinball machine out of oh Legos, my gosh. took it to his grandma's office and charged, you know, 25 cents a game or whatever it was. And of course, if a kid, a nine-year-old brings in a Lego machine, everyone's going to try it. <laughs> and, and he paid that policy loan back. It was going to be like nine months or 18 months or something to pay that bike back. He paid it back in, in a matter of just a couple months. And that kid got it. It clicked. He yep. understood that. And he, the, the other impact that this had on him was that bike now, it didn't just lay in the driveway. He would clear everything away in the garage around from it, <laughs> kickstand up, and you know nothing was going to touch or scratch his bike that he had worked for and he had created yep. the value for it. And so having a system like that to where we're not just – our money isn't just disappearing – and, and then it's just appearing for, you know, whatever it is that, that we understand the process that goes there. It gives us those teaching opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's a value that, you, you, again, you can't quantify. It's, mm-hmm. it's that example of, uh, you know, going out and working for it. Yep. And that's, that's the old – I mean, I, I was raised in Kansas. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we, were, we worked. That's yep. just what we did. And, uh, and there's, there's value that's created from that. Yep. It's huge. And then and the same thing. So as we work with clients to build this system – the idea is that is that we're going to be building a not just a financial system, but a way to pass on people's values and thoughts and, and and that. So as we talk about people saying, "I want to pay for my kid's college," okay, how can we teach your kid the value of college? What can we what can we do, or what can you empower him or her to you know to, to be able to work and, and participate in that and learn? Not just have the opportunity, but learn to really take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And then same thing as we're building a legacy for kids and grandkids. What values do we want to infuse that gift with? Mm-hmm. And, and the insurance policy and, and this wealth standard and this approach is, a, is such a perfect way to do that because it encapsulates so many of those principles. It's never something for nothing, and, and, and that value is, can, can be put into that. Yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, of an individual that uh, I learned about a few years ago that uh, that teaches this whole idea as well. And and one thing that he does is that every single year his family actually gets together, and um, and yeah. and they have um, in, in essence a, a conference, almost uh, like a board meeting. It, yeah, it's it's a, it's an annual annual board meeting of of the family, and uh, and what they do is they discuss okay, what's everybody doing. Um, you know, what ideas do you have? What kind of businesses do you want to start? Uh, what, what have you researched this last year? And they even review what's, what's been done as well in the last year as far as what investments anybody's done and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And they actually have a family bank. And, uh, and so they have all these discussions and they say, okay, this is the balance of our family bank. And if anybody wants to access money from the family bank, it's there. 
uh, but we're all going to vote on it. We're all going to decide if what you're doing is is valuable. And if, and if we feel like that that you have enough information and have done your homework, then we're going to go ahead and, and uh, forward a loan to you to go ahead and go out and do that venture. Mm-hmm. And then next year we'll all get back together and we're going to discuss it. And uh, and that's one thing that they do every single year. And they they travel to all, all different places in the world, and wow. it's a great it's a great family trip. Yeah. But uh, but at the same time, it, they're 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 instilling the the principles of the wealth standard. Yeah, and I I can already hear people thinking, oh, there's nothing I would hate more than to sit around a room with my family and talk about money. <laughs> but but the idea there is that, that it's not the money, right? The capital is giving them the opportunity to fulfill their goals and their dreams and their desires and become the people that they want to become. Exactly. And, and if you want your wealth or impact to last, it has to be more than just the money. I mean, there's, the, there's an adage that is actually universal across almost any culture. It's all different kinds, but in here it's shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations. In Holland, it's clogs to clogs in three generations. And in, in Japan, it's rice paddy to rice paddy in three generations. But the idea is that wealth is created one generation, second generation is used to it, doesn't lose it, but the third generation never valued it all and they waste it. And then by the end of that third generation, they're back to where they started. And that's the idea that the money doesn't doesn't have an impact. That's not what lasts. To make wealth or to have that impact really last, it has to come with that set of values. It has to be contained and understood and and and, and added to by each successor generation mm-hmm. in order to to really perpetuate. Yeah, and if you look at generations, you know there, there's family traditions, mm-hmm. and sometimes family traditions are passed down for multiple generations. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's the same type of thing. I mean, you can literally set up your own own transfer here, if you want to yep. call it this transfer of wealth, this transfer of this knowledge of this system, and and you do it just by doing it yourself. Yep. Because again, children learn by what they see. Yep. And uh, and they'll pass it on. It'll it'll be something that can be perpetuated that yep. way. And then by learning and applying those principles, you can then turn around, teach those the same system, and then. It becomes a snowball because if they set up theirs, yours feeds it, theirs feeds their grandkids, and it, that can continue through. Mm-hmm. So as you, as we're thinking about that kind of that, I guess really that's the the ultimate. And everybody wants a legacy left of some kind. They want to know that they made an impact in some way. And it's important. I mean, the financial. If there is no financial component, it's hard to make one. But a financial one alone won't last very long either. It has to have those other components together. So as you look mm-hmm. at at putting together your plan and where your finances are going and what impact you're trying to have, it's that that's something that can't be left out and it and it should be it should be thought about. And like you said, if this has been if you're listening, if you're still listening, hopefully this has been people aren't asleep <laughs> here, but it it, it we like sharing these thoughts and concepts because it's not what you hear from every other financial advisor. Um, not that others don't, you know, have similar thoughts or values, but our system, the wealth standard, the way we approach this mixes all that together to where you can't separate it out. Mm-hmm. It has to come with that. And a lot of our discussion, our teaching and bringing people along, I have clients say, when they ask me questions, they're like, if you say it depends one more time, I, I'm going to lose it. You know? And I say, well, it, it always does. And I'm always asking, what do you want to accomplish? 
What are you trying to get? Let's go a level or two deeper. Don't just tell me you want a high rate of return. Why do you want that rate of return? What is it going to do for you? And what are you going to use it for? And mm-hmm. let's try to get there as, as efficiently as possible. Because what, what a lot of people find out as they go through our process is they, they don't have a language to express what they really want. They have such a, a shallow understanding of financial systems and processes and how this all mixed together that they're using words that they know to try to describe what they're wanting to get. They don't know how to express it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Where we work with them to really get to what is it that's important? Is it a big balance or is it a stream of income? Is it leaving something to your kids? Is it helping them to do this? Is it making sure that your wife is taken care of? I mean, why is it that you're worried about your finances and what are you trying to accomplish? And what impact is that going to have? Because there's lots, of, there's lots of ways to get where you want to go. Let's get the one, you know, let's pick the one that's going to be most impactful and 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 the you know the easy I don't want to say the easiest but the most direct yeah um, and least risky route to get there. Well, that's that's what comes back to me with with this whole system is that it it, it comes down to the control aspect because most financial vehicles out there are are so one sided they're one dimensional mm-hmm. and meaning you can take money and put it in there and let it accumulate, and that's all you can do with it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just going to accumulate. And you, then you're crossing your fingers that somehow, some way down the road, there's going to be enough there to, to be able to you know, have the pot of the gold at the, at the end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, the, but the powerful thing about the wealth system or the wealth standard is that y- you have the ability to utilize the money at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a foreign concept to most people. Saying, well, geez, how does that work? Of course, we'll get into those more more details if you want to learn more about that, or maybe clients that already have it. I mean, you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. But but that's the part where with this this family, you know, that has these 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 board meetings, these family board meetings, and uh, and you know, you think, well, geez, you know, that could be boring sitting around mm-hmm. like you're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. talking about money, but but just imagine this though. Here here's a family, and uh, and and everybody knows. Okay, we're going to have this this board meeting. And I know if I have something that's valuable and if I have something that I'm really passionate about and something that I've done my homework with, if I present it to the board, I could actually get approved. Right. And, uh, and so what happens actually in that family is that it creates a lot of excitement. It creates mm-hmm. a lot of, a, a lot of uh, ingenuity and a lot of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Well, and think about the, the – the connection on a relationship level that would be there if we decided to move forward with your idea we're all behind you now now you've got a network supporting you and i'm sure they're in touch more they know what's going on in each other's lives they're they're a more cohesive unit Mm -hmm. than if they were instead just meeting every year to see what the distribution from the trust was going to be exactly exactly so it wasn't just the money it's it's about the interaction of it's about what it's accomplishing and i'm sure those parents that are setting this up are what they want to leave behind is a strong, loving, actively engaged family. And the, they're providing the fi- financial component to that. But then because they don't lock the money up in a trust that nobody knows or nobody can see or nobody can be involved with, because they're putting it out there and saying, let's all do this together, they're mm-hmm. bringing in the other pieces of human capital to the equation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the wealth. It's, it's all of the wealth. Yeah. And they're bringing all of that in, and that's what that's what people get to make deposits into it. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's it's it, it's not just the money, but it's each individual that has something they're passionate about. They bring that information 
to the whole family. Yeah. And all of a sudden what happens is that one individual that's part of the family that may not have an interest in real estate investing or may not have an interest in, in starting a Burger King or right. something like that, all of a sudden they're learning about what that, what that sibling has done. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, oh, my gosh, what they just told me there, I can apply that to what I'm doing over here even though yep. it's not the same thing. And so that's the transfer of wealth right there. The knowledge. The that principles. happens. And if you've you – know, I've – done some studying about wealthy families and things like that and that's it's exactly what the Rothschilds did yeah the the original Rothschild sent his kids to all the financial capitals all over Europe and gave them the capital to start banks in each of those financial sectors and you know so that France and England and Germany and, and all the different places but the 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 one condition on that was that they met regularly and shared information he didn't ask even for the loan to be repaid, although I'm sure that was mm-hmm. that was done. His first thing was, we're going to meet and we're going to share information. We're going to talk about what's going on in your corner of the world versus mine and, and what's happening. And we all know how long the Rothschilds have lasted and, and what, what their wealth has done. So, again, it's, it's that exchange of information. And you say that you can use your money in more than one way with this system – it's not just that I can buy two things at one time, which there are chance, there are opportunities for that. But like with Ryan and his son, he could he it was his retire. I mean, it's Ryan's retirement money, mm-hmm. essentially, that he can also use to teach a lesson to his child, right? And he can buy the bike and walk him through this process. So now that isn't just there waiting for him to retire on. It's it's also playing other roles in building his his family cap, his human capital, his family wealth. Yep. Where if it was a 401k account, what could he have done, right? You don't have those opportunities. So, and that's kind of the, the focus of today is we talk about, you know, multiple uses for the money and the financial impact of that. We don't always get to speak with clients about the other impacts that operating this system has. And that was really the objective of today's meeting was to show that while we don't get to, to go to this level with every client and that it, it's not... I mean, we stick to the financial side of it for the most part in the discussions we have with clients. But to to let everybody think about that there is a bigger impact there and to go into that, that's what we wanted to take time to mm-hmm. do today. Um, and I hope it was entertaining. I hope it was interesting. I really appreciated Justin. That's why I wanted to do that, this with you is your involvement with the life coaching and, and the other aspects you of everybody really values and gets that concept. So I, yeah. I appreciate the, the thoughts and insight. Anything you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, you know, I, I'm just happy to be here and, uh, you know, just to take this opportunity and share with everybody, uh, you know, spend some time with you too, Brad. I mean, it's, we, we get busy in our, uh, our office here and, uh, <laughs> sometimes we close our door and, and we just go to work. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's great to share all of these things because to me, it's, it's things that I've learned throughout my life that, that make life so much easier. Uh, just always, always keep those, those big picture items in, in mind and, and just know, okay, you know, there are no accidents and, and I am a value. Everything that I do is a value and, mm-hmm. and trust that process, be willing to go through that. And, 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 and sometimes if I don't see what's around the corner, that's okay. Just be willing to trust it anyway and go with it. And it's the same thing, you know, like with, if, if wealth standards is in your space right now, there's, there's a reason for that. There's a purpose for that. Yep. And, uh, and got to go for it. Yeah, don't ignore that. Yeah, don't follow, ignore it at all. Follow it's, those those promptings, that intuition, yeah, right? Absolutely. Okay. Well, 
we're about up on our hour, so I think this is this is as good as any place to to stop. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of this. Um, like we mentioned at the beginning, look forward to the next Wealth Standard. We'll be announcing that in the next little while. If you've got questions or want to learn more, our website is is paradigmlife.net, or you can email us at info at paradigmlife.net. Um, but all our contact information is on our page as well. So uh, I hope I hope you enjoyed this kind of like I said, stepping out of the 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 numbers and and talking you know waxing philosophical for a little while. Um, I hope that was was enjoyable and will uh, join us next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. 